Empire Panic with a bottle of gin. Hey, Jacob, what are we listening to? So this is audio from a square dance. They happen every summer out at Bell's Bend Farm, just west of Nashville. Oh, I have been there. Oh, I didn't know that. That, uh, <laughs> that kind of changes my script. <laughs> but, but okay, uh, so you know that it's awesome. It is so awesome. And uh, when my boyfriend told me that he was from Kentucky, it is exactly what I was hoping all of his family get-togethers were like. These barn dances are almost a transcendent experience. They really the are. summer bugs are out, everyone's yes. in boots and summer dresses, a string band plays in an old barn. It's so great. While a hundred plus people are kicking up dust, dosy doing and promenading. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. It really is so much fun. So, Carrie, I'd, I don't know. I don't, I've never seen you dance. Do you like to dance? <laughs> Just because you haven't seen it, Jacob, it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. <laughs> yes, I love to dance. I have hmm. been known to cut a rug at a wedding or two. Uh, mostly, I would describe my moves as a sort of comedy freestyle combination. Uh, but I have taken classes. I've taken swing dance classes. And um, I can also do a few steps to the hustle, which is really fun to break out on the dance floor. <laughs> um, how about you? Do you like to dance? I, I do. Uh, this is definitely more of like a at-home activity for me or like, yeah, like wedding reception for sure. Uh, a couple of beers in. But uh, yeah, me and my wife and 14-month-old uh, after dinner often pop on that song, um, Jump in the Line, which goes, jump in the line, everybody in time. Okay, I believe you. I don't know if you know that song. <laughs> um, but we dance to that. Some Beyonce. Um, every once in a while, I'll get on like a classic rock kick or play some like 90s alternative and uh, and we'll dance. And it's, uh, I surprise myself. <laughs> Look, I'm also really just trying to set up today's story as well here, which is in fact yes. about group dancing. Uh-huh. It's one of those, you know, COVID casualties. We just don't dance together anymore. No. But before we dance our way into today's story. Nice segue. I'm Jacob Lewis. And I'm Carrie Ad Harmon. And you are listening to Neighbors. A show about what connects us. Just before the pandemic hit, producer David Condos met a woman from Nashville who loved, and I mean loved, to dance with her friends, despite a lot of obstacles in the way. Today's story the Hadley Park Line Dancers. Hello? Hi, Joanne. This is David. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, thanks. I'm doing great. Just a little bored. (laughs) Other than that, I'm doing great. Joanne Jones is a 79-year-old retired school teacher. It's around 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning when she picks up the phone. She's sitting at her home north of downtown Nashville. And until recently, her Tuesday mornings were anything but boring. That's because she's a founding member of the Hadley Park Line Dancers. It's a free dance class for senior citizens that meets on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. For longtime members like Joanne, the group has become a family. But like all of us who have lost something we love due to the pandemic? We haven't been dancing. And we miss it. But we gotta do what we gotta do. 
During a simpler time, I actually went and danced with Joanne's class. Good job, David. It was just a few weeks before the pandemic started. And it wasn't hard to see what Joanne loved so much about this group. Now, when I say it's a dance class for seniors, you might picture couples slow dancing to Nat King Cole. But you'd be wrong. Don't be fooled by the fact that most of this group is over 65. They're here to sweat. And have fun doing it. The dancers stand side by side in long lines. They dip, they turn, they twist, they slide up and down the basketball court. They're a tight-knit community. And there's one woman who stands out. Everyone loves Joanne. She's an awesome lady. Joanne is wonderful and a blessing. Joanne is my inspiration. You might call Joanne the matriarch of this family. She helped form the group and used to be their lead dance instructor. Oh, Miss Joanne dancing? She taught us, so she had to be outstanding. Joanne began leading the class 12 years ago. In those days, 10 seniors might show up. Now, they pack 50, 75, even 100 people into this gym twice a week. I consider them my sisters and my brothers. So we're definitely family. It's like one big happy family. To see the group dancing in unison, everybody together, is beautiful. Volunteer instructors call out the steps, although most of the group knows each song by heart. I like Push It. I like Jamie Foxx. I like Flashing. I like them all. (laughs) Joanne's in her usual spot in the front row. She's petite and slender with short black hair. She's wearing sneakers and a lime green shirt with the group's logo printed in sparkles. I love to dance. And as my husband said, she dances in the kitchen. She dances in the I dance all over the house because I love it. And do you really? You dance in the kitchen all yes, over the I house? Do. Yes, I do. If I hear something come on the, the TV or the radio, I'll dance to it. Dancing was just in, <laughs> just in me because we grew up dancing. Joanne was born in 1941 and grew up in the Jim Crow era in South Memphis. Her father worked on the railroad to support a family of 12. All 10 of us went to school, graduated. Even though we were segregated, we had fun growing up. One of the things that helped her through was the community she found around music. Joanne and her friends would gather around the radio and turn the dial to 1070 AM. Yes, indeed, 1070, that's it. That means WDIA. That's 50,000 watts of powerful entertainment for your pleasure. That's Memphis's WDIA, America's first black radio station. Thank you very kindly. And it provided the soundtrack for a lot of Joanne's best memories from back then, including one of her favorites, which happened on Monday nights. That's when all the kids in her neighborhood headed to the YMCA, took off their shoes, and danced. What did you think about it? Did you love it from the beginning? Loved it. 
loved it. And that was one of the criteria. If we behaved, we'd get to go to the sock hop on Mondays. That was our reward. They'd turn on some WDIA and do a dance called the bop. But these sock hops were about more than just bopping. So it was really like a reunion to meet, to be together again, and to enjoy something that was fun together. Do you think about the time when eventually you might have to stop dancing? I don't think about that. I'm sure, you know, that's inevitable. You know, we all got to get to a point where you can't do what you used to do. But I don't even think about that anymore. But seven years ago, she was forced to think about it. It came upon me so sudden. I just felt like my world had just ended. Joanne started feeling cramps in her hands, then some joint pain in her legs. She went to the doctor and was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. The pain grew more and more severe until she couldn't even walk. She had to use a cane and sometimes even a wheelchair. Dancing with her friends at Hadley Park was no longer a viable option. She stepped down from leading the group and stopped coming to class. I felt my life was over. What am I going to do? All the things that I enjoy so much, I can't do anymore. And I just gave up. I had a pity party. I was staying in. I was moody. I was crying. And loneliness is one of those feelings that nobody wants to ever have to endure. It's like you're isolated. It's just you. This is a common feeling among seniors. The isolation that comes with age. Not being able to get out and do what you love. That's why the community these dancers have found at Hadley Park is so vital. Yeah, we have a lot of folks that came in and, you know, they was like secluded. They, you know, some of them like wasn't friendly, but uh, the class has brought them closer together. Sharon Jarrett is another member of the group. She first showed up back when Joanne was leading the class and she wasn't even sure she wanted to be there. I was one of the students. I had two left feet. I couldn't dance. I couldn't, I didn't know what they was doing. But Joanne kept encouraging her. Kept telling me, come back, Sharon, come back. Just keep coming back. You'll learn, you'll learn. And she did. Thanks to Joanne and the other dancers, Sharon eventually became the lead dance instructor. She's now serving her sixth year as the group's president. I mean, I love it. I mean, this was like a God gift sent to me because I was like, ah, line dancers, ah, I don't know about no line dancers. And then to get to teach, oh, it's like priceless. I mean, I love it. That community and sense of family is what makes the Hadley Park line dancers so much more than a dance class. After six months of sitting at home with arthritis, Joanne was stuck in what she describes as a pity party. But her friends and family knew how much this group meant to her. So after a lot of encouragement, they eventually talked her into coming back to class. 
even if she wasn't physically able to dance. And I would just watch. I would watch them. Then something wonderful happened. After a while, it started getting better. I started moving a little bit, but it was very painful. Joanne fought through the pain and moved as much as she could. Little by little, her joints started to feel better. She didn't know if she'd ever be able to dance the way she used to, but she knew that she didn't want arthritis to come between her and her Hadley Park family ever again. I pulled myself up and got it together and made up my mind that, hey, this is not going to get me. Everything changes when you have that support system. And I am so happy that they are a part of my life. And I'm hoping and praying that they will remain a part of my life. All right, y'all ready? Joanne knows that she and her friends get older with each Tuesday that passes. Some dance moves are still painful. Doing a twist sometimes bothers the arthritis in her knee. And some of the other founding members have passed away. And we put on our Hadley Park t-shirts and we go as a group to the services. It's that kind of family. It's that kind of family. Illness, death in the group, we're supported. That's just the way we are. I say, enjoy life because this is the only life you have. Tomorrow's not promised. Have fun. Dance, dance, dance. And more dance. (laughs) But this year, the group's bond has been tested more than ever. And I'm not just talking about COVID-19. Before the pandemic, you know, we had the uh, tornado come through. In the early morning hours of March 3rd, an F3 tornado tore across Middle Tennessee. Its path ran directly between Joanne's home and Hadley Park, through the historically black neighborhoods of North Nashville. When the dust settled, the storm had caused $1.5 billion in damage and injured 220 people. Almost overnight, the community center became a shelter for those displaced in the neighborhood. The gym that would normally be filled with rows of dancers now held rows of beds. The tornado, you know, destroyed their homes. So they were living there temporarily. So the group danced at a different community center that week then a church the week after that. But just as Nashville began to pick up the pieces from that tornado, have decided to cancel classes tomorrow. Several so mid-state churches are closing some of Well, it was uh, on radio that, um, that things would be closed. And then Sharon, our uh, president, she called us all and told us that uh, the center would be closed. But, you know, at first you don't think long range. I didn't think that it would be this long. But um, 
as time went on, you know, after a month or so, I saw it was getting increasingly worse. I realized that, well, it will be a while before we can get back. Gathering dozens of senior citizens for an hour of hugs, laughs, and indoor exercise suddenly became unthinkable. Like all of us, the pandemic has forced Joanne and the dancers to find new ways to keep their community together. The things we're all doing, checking in with video chats and staying connected on social media. Instead of gathering every week at the Hadley Park gym, Joanne now meets up with a couple of other dancers for socially distanced walks on a trail near her home. Sometimes she'll run into another dancer at the grocery store. Yeah, we just like, hey, you know, we don't touch or... Anything like that. We do elbows sometimes. And, <laughs> you know, we greet each other with our elbows. But uh, sometimes we can talk a little bit. And, Hi, how you doing? Miss you. And everybody seems to be doing well, which is good news. And just because class is canceled, that doesn't mean they need to stop dancing completely. Joanne says she's still known to dance across the kitchen when the mood strikes her. Every once in a while, she and her friends will break out a few dance steps during one of those trail walks. So, we're still together. We're apart, but we're not apart. You're, so, you're finding a way. We're finding a way to be together. Thanks to her community, seven years after arthritis put her in a wheelchair, Joanne now walks three miles nearly every morning. There's going to always be obstacles in your way. Always. And they might get harder each time. But you grow. And as you grow, so does your spirit. And it helps you to overcome. So we just wait for the next one. And be ready to challenge it. Can't give up. And she looks forward to the day when they can dip, slide, and twist together once more. And I think we can overcome anything because we're together and we respect and love each other. And for that reason, we can face any challenges. So we will be stronger and better when we get back. All right, we're going to check in with our neighbors right after this short break. All right, welcome back. So what's new this week? You know, two things. Before I answer that, I just want to say... I think Nashville could use some good press right now, like our COVID response and policing issues and our like tourism ministry downtown refusing to enforce any rules. It just doesn't play well in the news cycle. So if you are listening to this and you are in Nashville, could you make some good news happen so (laughs) that we can outweigh the bad press? Uh, And to answer your question, this week I've been reading a lot of Wendell Berry, uh, his book of essays, What Are People For? Uh. Which makes me think... What are people for? Yeah, I don't know. It's really good. I highly recommend it. If you don't know Wendell Berry, he's a farmer, poet, essayist, novelist, lives in Kentucky, and Uh does not own a computer, but is more prolific than you or I will ever be. Yeah. A good reminder that progress doesn't always mean better. Mm. It just, it's got me slowing down thinking about the land I live on and, Mm and trying to adjust my relationship to technology and my fellow neighbors. All good things, I think. 
Well, what about you? What's happening this week? What is happening this week? That is a good question. Uh, I don't know, Jacob. I am just living that quarantine life. Um, well, it is about to be my birthday. By the time oh. this episode airs, it will be my birthday. Happy um, birthday. And so <laughs> John is, as I speak, panic baking me a birthday cake in the other room. Mm, and the like last time I walked into the kitchen, he told me to go away and leave him alone. <laughs> so uh, that's the most exciting thing that's that's happened all week. But I will I will keep you posted if things change. Well, happy birthday, Carrie Ed. Oh, well, thank you very much. Of course. So let's now check in on our neighbors and see how they're doing. Yes. So we got a couple calls and we're going to play one from Diane in California and a repeat caller, Hadassah, from right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for the podcast. Uh, it's really special. I'm Diane. I'm calling from Northern California. And I just wanted to share that I went to the post office today and I witnessed something really cool. I know postal employees have a bad rap and I wanted to share something positive. Um, there was a woman who was hard of hearing and with a mask having a really hard time with getting her needs met with another postal clerk because uh, she needs to read lips. Yeah, the first postal person uh, was from another country and there was a language difficulty and the frustration was getting louder and more intense both with the customer and with the clerk and there were a few of us a couple people that were kind and tried to help her she was worried that the police were going to be called so we finally got her to another clerk who was calm kind compassionate and he helped with a couple of us bring her way down. We had to keep reminding her to put her mask over her nose as it kept slipping and keep our distance. But with his kindness and his calmness, he helped make her be heard and understood. And what could have been a really serious visit to the police or from the police ended up being um, a very sweet human experience. So I wanted to share that. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Hadassah from Nashville, Tennessee. I recently made a reconnection to several things. I grew up with horses and went through a lot of trauma in my childhood and horses were an incredibly safe and healing place for me. I also briefly pursued a degree in counseling and recently made a connection with a therapeutic horse farm in Nashville who works with veterans who have PTSD and other trauma from their experiences. And I have been able to bring all of my worlds together in supporting what they do, as well as experiencing the benefits of working with horses for myself. And I've also been able to take my children who went through the tornado in Nashville in March and have been healing from their own PTSD. And seeing all of these roads just kind of combine in one beautiful place and being outdoors in nature with incredible animals and incredible people has just been an absolute golden light in the midst of so much disruption and so much chaos and so much blah that has been our life for the last five months. Very, very grateful. 
Man, I love horses. <laughs> What's not to love? I mean, horses and square dances forever. You just can't go wrong. Horses and square dances forever. <laughs> if you'd like to contribute your voice to the show, record a voice memo of yourself and send it to neighborspodcast at gmail.com. This week, just call in and tell us something that you love right now. It might be Monty Don, the amazing British gardener who hmm. is a national treasure. And if you don't know him, you should Google him immediately and watch everything he's done. He's okay. wonderful. It could be horses. It could be square dances. It could be long walks on the beach. If you love it, we want to hear about it. Yes, we do. Thanks to the members of the neighborhood on Patreon. If you want to support the show and the fine work of telling stories about connecting to the humans around you, throw us a few bucks at patreon.com slash neighbors. You can join our kind, intelligent, and thoughtful community there, as well as get a few extra things. I mean, why not? That's what I'm saying. Our sonic logo is from Dallas Taylor and DeFacto Sound. Check out his podcast, 20,000 Hertz. Music is by The Blue Dot Sessions, and this song is by Dan Burns. Neighbors is hosted and produced by me. And me. Leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts so we can see if it really has any freaking effect. I'm Jacob Lewis. And I'm Cariad Harmon. And we're reminding you to, to get, get to, to know, know your, your neighbors. neighbors. You know, Kiriad, winter is just around the corner, and uh, it'll go from hot to getting to know your neighbors. <laughs> okay, bye. Neighbors is a production of Great Feeling Studios. Oh. <laughs>